Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's about recovery and restoration. Although the Bible teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration, it's important for us to know who our God is who's promising to bring recovery and restoration to us. One of the Old Testament names of God teaches us that God is a God who recovers and restores. That name is Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses. Recompenses means pays or gives compensation for, makes restitution for, damages, injury, or the like. That's something that all of us saints should like. We have a God who repays in full for the damages that are done to his people. He does that by recompensing or repaying the people who did the wrong, That's our enemies who wronged us or ripped us off. And he recompenses and repays his people who were wronged or ripped off. That's you and me. It's good to have a Jehovah Gamola as our God. A God who is the God who recompenses for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to the book of Joel, praise God, as we continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that's called Recovery and Restoration. The Lord has made a promise to me and you, gave us a word of what it is that he's going to do, and he's having us now learn about it, understand about it, so that we can have the faith to receive what he has in store for me and you, and that's called Recovery and Restoration. Something that has already started, praise God, and I'm excited about it because I'm hearing testimony after testimony after recovery and restoration that's coming into people's lives, and it's about to amp up and continue on more in people's lives because as we continue to move on through this year and through this time of life that God has given that's drawing near, this is going to continue to manifest in ways that you can't even imagine. But my privilege is to be able to share with you some of the things so that you can not only imagine, but you can believe that it's true and thereby receive this thing that God has in store for you. And trust me, he's still going to go exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that will work within you. Praise God. So have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. And I'm going to share with you a little bit more about the recovery and restoration that's coming your way. Praise God. Joel chapter 2. We're going to begin reading at verse 21. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Praise God. Joel chapter 2, begin reading at verse 21. It reads, Fear not, O lands. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. And the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain, moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, the latter rain, in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have done wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know 
that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And my people shall never be ashamed. That's something God is telling us is going to be able to happen for us. And that is that we are going to have an opportunity to be able to step into a life where we can look at and never be ashamed in any type of a way. Included in that, praise God, is the recovery of the things that were lost by us. Recovery from the things that were stolen from us. Recovery of the things that had been pilfered from us. Going to be returned to us. And it's going to come back in spades. Because we found out it's going to come back not only with recovery and restoration, but it's going to come back with restitution and reparation. In such a way was we're going to get ours back and some. With interest, so to speak. Sevenfold. Praise God. Because once the thief is found, he got to give it back. Praise God. And double for your trouble. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody has some trouble? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, double for your trouble. Praise God. Because it's coming a time in history where God's about to repack, repay to his, that which is his, before his, get ready to get up out of here. Praise God. He's going to repay to his what was his before his get up out of here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited about it. Praise God. I'm excited about it. We found out that this is a time of restoration for me and you. And we've been working more recently on the fact that the recovery and restoration includes of the health of me and you. We already know he wants to restore our wealth, but we also need to know he wants to restore our health, too. Because once again, if he gives you the health, if he gives you the wealth without the health, then you're going to spend all your wealth on your health. Praise God in order to be able to make sure that you keep your health. But at the same time, God said, I'm going to restore to you both the wealth and the health. But we're going to talk about the health first. We found out how God is ending the oppression of the devil because sickness is an oppression of the devil. That's why he anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who would go about doing good, healing all that were oppressed to the devil because God is with him. Notice they called it oppressed to the devil, the ones that needed healing. They were oppressed to the devil. Why? Because the, the devil is trying to exercise dominion against them. He is oppressing them, exercising dominion against them. Wait a minute. That's the backwards. We're supposed to be exercising dominion over him. But in those areas, he's exercising dominion over me and you. But God said it's time to turn that around, too, to be able to make sure that you exercise dominion over him in every area and every facet that I'm giving to you. By curing us, by healing us, by restoring our health, by relieving and ridding us of things that are causing problems in the midst of our life, physical ailments and situations and circumstances in our life. God says, I'm about to restore to you everything that the devil has done to you and heal, which includes men, that which has been ripped, tattered or torn by the devil. Praise God. Or even worn by the devil. He said he's going to cause it to be able to come back to you. That's whether he sends us a word. Praise God. That's going to heal us specifically. Or whether he gives us a word that's going to give us instructions that if we follow, it will heal us. Praise God, then we will be healed. However it comes, it's just going to come in Jesus' name. Whether he does it himself or whether he do it through doctors and physicians, he said he's going to do it. Praise God. Amen. I said, I said amen. A lot of us, we drop on that one because we just want this one where we can testify where God did it. God did do it. He did it through them. Praise God. Hallelujah. What difference does it make of who he used and what tool he used to do what he do? He the one that's going to come through for you and bring the healing to you. So just let God be God and let him do what he do. Let him do it the way he want to. Last time we got together, we looked at how 10 lepers, praise God, were cleansed by Jesus as a result of their obedience uh, to follow the instructions that were given unto him. We found out they raised up their voices toward God, praise God, and cried out, Jesus, Master, hallelujah, which let them know, praise God, that they knew who he was. 
in such a way as they understood that he was Jesus, that he was Jehovah with their salvation. He was the one that was going to deliver them from whatever that was ailing them. And he was master and appointee over and a commander over whatever it is that was trying to oppress them. Whereas he could be able to command it and it would get up off of them. Where he would be able to give orders and it would get up off of them. Well, they did, he did, and it got up off of them. Praise God. Because he told them what to do. He gave them instructions of what to do. He let them know, praise God, to go show yourself to the priest. Of course, they couldn't go show themselves to the priest until they was healed. But they was covered with leprosy when he told them that. But this is where their faith had to kick in. Because their faith would allow them to do that, which God said to do. Because if he told them to go show themselves to the, to the uh, priest, why would he tell them to do that unless healing was going to manifest for them? So then they turned around and went along their way. And then they were healed along the way. Praise God. And one of them, we found out, turned around and came back to say, Lord, thank you for what you did for me. Why? Because he came to show himself to the priest. And we found out when he comes back to the priest, you're supposed to bring back a gift to the priest. Praise God. That's what they were supposed to do with that leprosy. And so he did. He brought a gift to him. He brought him the gift, which was a, was a sacrifice of praise unto him and getting to praise him and honor him. And because he did that, not only what God told him to do in terms of to get healed and be cleansed of the leprosy, but because he came back and offered the sacrifice of praise to the Lord and testified of the greatness of the Lord back to the Lord, we found out that God gave him something extra. Oh, yes, he did. He told, because the Bible says to him, he said, be made whole, which means he restored everything back that he had lost and put it back into his control, which means if relationships were broken because of this illness, it was going to be restored as a result of what it is that he did. And that, and God wants to make us whole too. But there was something else that was about them that we need to understand too. And that's that when they lifted up their voices unto God, they cried unto God. They cried unto God. Well, see, this is important because crying unto God, it, you, you, you look in Scripture and find out that God takes care of folk that cry unto him like that. Let's read about that. Turn to Psalms number 30. Praise God. I love the word. By the way, it's good to see y'all today. Oh, it's good to be seen in the house of God doing what we do. Giving praise and glory and hearing what he's got to say too. What a privilege. Praise God. I said, what a privilege. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I can't speak for nobody else, but I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I found out it is good to see the brethren dwelling together in unity. Hallelujah. It's like the dew of Hermon is coming down on me. Shout out on both sides, giving me a refreshing and making me feel real good. It feel real good to me. Praise God. Anybody else forgot that? Anybody else know what that's like? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's like a sweet perfume. Ooh, day toilet. Praise God. <laughs> that's like what we get when we see our brothers like that too. That's why I smile when I see you, partner. I get excited when I see you. Praise God. Psalms number 30. Stanza number two. Listen to what the Lord says. It said, oh my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. See, when we cry unto the Lord to heal us, he'll heal us. When we cry unto the Lord to heal us, he'll heal us. Read it again. Stanza number two. Oh Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. Now, the psalmist testified about how God healed him when he cried out to him. The psalmist testifies about how God healed him when he cried out to him. That word cried right there reflexively means 
hallowed, hallowed, hallowed for help. That is freedom from some trouble. Whereas he hallowed, but when he hallowed, he hallowed for help. That is freedom from some trouble. See, when we cry out to the Lord for freedom, for trouble, when we cry out to the Lord for help, God will answer you. God said, call unto me and I will answer thee. That's what he said. And so if that's the case, then that's what we ought to learn to do. We ought to learn to cry unto the Lord. Hallelujah. The psalmist hallowed God. He hallowed him for help. See, when you're sick and dealing with infirmities, we need to learn to hallow him for help. Because some of us take it quietly and try to demonstrate our strength by not saying something. But God said, no, I want you to show your strength by saying something and crying unto me so that I can set you free. He hallowed God for freedom from the trouble that he was experiencing. Why is that? Because when we're sick and we were dealing with an infirmity, it can be trouble, all kind of trouble. And it can be bondage. It can hold you in bondage. Whereas there's things you want to do, but you can't do. There's places you want to go, but you can't go. There's things that you want to do. And operate in, but you can't do it because this sickness is holding you. It's limiting you and allowing you to only go so far, do so much. You can only go so much. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You only watch so much of the game because you have to keep going to the bathroom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then when you go away, you're going to turn around and go right back in within a moment or two again too. Why? Because, you know, it didn't empty like it was supposed to. Hallelujah. But God said, I got a healing for you. I said, I got a healing for you. Praise God. But he wants us to hallow. Praise God. See, when you're sick and dealing with an infirmity, it can be trouble and it can be bondage. Trouble and bondage that, that you need freedom from. But when he hallowed God, then he got the freedom that he wanted from God. That word hallow means to shout to attract attention. To shout to attract attention. Which means the psalmist shouted to attract attention to himself. So that he can get the help that he needed. He shouted unto God, cried unto God in order to get the help that he needed because he needed help. That word halu also means to incite or chase with shouts and cries. To incite or chase with shouts and cries. See, the psalmist cried to incite an action from God. He cried in order to incite an action from God. He shouted and cried like he like he, like he was chasing something that he really wanted. Something that he really, really needed. Like some of us used to shout and cry when the bus would go past. Some of y'all know nothing about it because you've been driving from the time that you was a, a, a teenager. Praise God. Or you might have been having somebody driving you everywhere. But sometimes when you would get up to the bus stop, you'd have to wait for a while for that bus. But there's other times you making it on your way up to that bus stop and that bus came early. And you looking at it on its way by. You coming down your street and you see it getting ready to pass by that street, you take off running. But you don't just run, you halloo. Hey! Somebody got to remember that. Somebody, somebody got to know what I'm talking about. Where the psalmist was like, I'm hallooing and stuff like that. When you was on your way to work and that bus is the only one that's going to get you there on time. And they done told you they're going to fire you the next time. You know what I'm talking about. Because even me from Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. When that hawk come off that Michigan, praise God. Whoa! You're getting cold thinking about it. Praise God. What would you do if you saw that bus, baby? Hallelujah! Hey! 
You, <laughs> you be waving. You be screaming. You trying your best to track attention. Praise God. You're just hoping he looked back in his rearview mirror. Even if he didn't see you, have the bus turn around. I'm talking about the people in the bus because they hear you. People with headphones on hear you. And they turn around and they look and they tell the bus, hey, bus driver, stop, stop, stop. And all of a sudden you hear it say, ski. And you're like, oh, oh thank you, Jesus. Somebody, <laughs> am I bringing back too many memories for some of y'all? Especially when there's not another bus for quite a while. Ain't, ain't, ain't enough for another hour or so. You're like, oh, Lord. That's when you're hollow. You're hollow. You forget that. You're holler. <laughs> You'll be, like, be like screaming. Well, this is what the psalmist was saying. I'm trying to get, paint a visual picture to you. This is what he was saying when he said, I cried unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord. Why? Because I really, 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 really needed that bus. I really, really, really didn't wait on the didn't want to wait on the next bus. It could cost me. I would freeze out there because the stores wouldn't let you in. When you stepped into the store, you had to buy something. They wouldn't let you stand in there. They say, "Excuse me, this ain't no bus stop. Get out." You'd be like, "Well, I came to buy something. Well, then buy something, and then get out." Praise God. <laughs> They didn't play that. They didn't play that. Shoot. So you was, holl- you was hollering for this bus. You really, 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 really needed this bus. You really wanted this bus. This wasn't a bus that you was willing to allow to pass you up. You was going to do everything within your power to make sure that you got a chance to catch that bus. Now, the bus still had to decide what it's going to do with what it's going to do. But it wasn't going to be because you didn't holler like you were supposed to. Does that make sense? Now, we already know God has already decided what he wants to do for us. He, 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 he said by his stripes, we were healed. He passed deciding it. He already did what's everything for it to happen. But yet the, the, the premise that I'm talking about is that this man really wanted it to happen. See, even though the Lord has done everything for it to happen, many of us still don't really want it to happen. We sashay toward the bus stop. We like see the bus and we like, hey man. And we just, really, it's like it's no big deal. But see, let it become a big deal. Because it is a big deal. Somebody bled for you to have that. Somebody received stripes on their back for you to have this. Make it a big deal. It was a big deal to him. Make it a big deal to me and you too so that we can go ahead and do what we need to do to be able to receive the thing that he has in store for me and you. And halu. Now the Revised Standard Version, it renders stanza two this way. It says, O Lord my God, I cried to thee for help and thou hast healed me. I cried for thee for help and thou hast healed me. See, when we're in the midst of a sickness or an illness that we can't do nothing about, we need help. Sometimes we have sicknesses where we flat out need help. Sometimes we have illnesses where something over the counter can't do it for me and you. Sometimes we even go to doctors and they sit there shaking their head and say, well, we'll try this. Because, and they really saying is, I don't know what to do. 
But if we cry out to the Lord for help, like the psalmist did, then he'll help us just like he did when the psalmist did. If we cry out on the Lord for help, just like the psalmist did, then he'll help us when we did, when we do what the, the psalmist did. He'll help us by healing us. That's what he said. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English, stanza number two. It reads like this, the Bible in basic English. It says, oh, Lord, my God, I sent up my cry to you and you have made me well. I like that. I sent up my cry to you and you have made me well. Old folk used to say, when praises go up, blessings come down. I still ain't found that in scripture yet. Praise God. But this, amen. I still ain't found, I'm not saying it ain't, I just ain't found it yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's old folk used to say that. But even though that might, I still ain't found that yet. I saw what the prayers do because the promise is you say, the premise behind this is that you say something, God will do something. You say something, God will do something. Well, when the psalmist said something, when he sent his cry up, when he sent his cry to up to the Lord, then the Lord sent back unto him wellness. He sent up to him the prayer, the request, the, uh, the notification of what I need. And God sent back to him the wellness that he needs. That's why some of us need to give it up so that God can be able to send the wellness down. The Message Bible, it put it like this. The Message Bible stands in number, I'm going to do stands in number two and three in this one. It says, God, my God, I yelled for help and you put me together. God, you pulled me out of the grave when I was down and out. You pulled me out of the grave when I was down and out. See, when the psalmist was all broke up and down and out, he cried to the Lord. And, 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 and he cried until his God would a shout. And the Lord put him back together again. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the Lord put your life back together again? Wouldn't it be wonderful and included in that was your health again? Whereas you've been dealing with things, learning to handle things, and learning to be able to work with the things that are sticking with you to the point that you just pretty much ignore them. They're like white noise, but there's still noise that's going on because they're always with you. But wouldn't it be something if the Lord ended that forever? Wouldn't it be nice if he caused it to go all together? Whereas you cry unto the Lord, yell unto the Lord, and then the Lord put you back together again. Under the premise of that you was broken. Under the premise of something wasn't working the way it was supposed to. Under the premise of something wasn't operating like it ought to. But God, the, the one that created the thing, know how to fix the thing and be able to put it back together again. Come on up in here. He can be able to fix it, put it back together again. And God said, I'll do it for you. And he did it for the psalmist. He'll do it for me and you. He yelled for help and he got the help that he needed. And I like the way he said it. He said, you pulled me out of the grave when I was down and out, which means even stuff that people call terminal. God said it ain't terminal until I say it's terminal. Well, that's all the way up time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I also hope that you're finding out a little more about what God wants to do in our lives now that we become children of God, including bringing restoration and recovery in our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. That's 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So, call us at the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget, today is National Day of Prayer. Hopefully you've already done so, but if you didn't, it's not too late to take some time to pray for our nation. The Bible says that my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Remember, the theme for this National Day of Prayer is Lord, pour out your love, life, and liberty. It's based on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This world needs to be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. So come on and pray, because our nation and its political leaders show them need some prayer. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.